Bibles tonight, the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter number 11. And we're going to read a verse here together this evening, verse number 6. While you're turning there, if you will, stand together tonight for the reading of God's Word. Hebrews 11, and we're going to read verse number 6. Amen. I want to say uh, a great big uh, thank you. Thank you. I had several folks uh, this last week while I had wound up uh, in Tatum, Texas for the week. Uh, ministering at Camp Bethel, uh, many of you texting me uh, and just letting me know that you were praying for your pastor. I sure appreciate that so very much. You don't know how how encouraging that is to hear from the folks at home and the home church uh, when uh, ministering. Uh, this was a uh, this it really was an unexpected situation. Meaning, uh, I was scheduled to preach the Wednesday morning service. And Brother Matt Gregory called me Saturday night about 10 o'clock. The evening speaker uh, was not able to make it. And he had asked if I'd be willing to take care of those evening services. And so uh, shifted a few things around on the schedule and uh, headed that way. And started Monday night and the Lord met with us there. Uh, it was their first year of a youth camp and uh, it was uh, uh, just, a, just a tremendous time. And uh, I want to say thank you to the church family. It was wonderful. Thankful for Brother Chad filling in the pulpit here Wednesday night. And uh, just doing a fantastic job there. And we just uh, just appreciate uh, those prayers. And uh, anyway, it wound up just being a wonderful time. And uh, we thank God for all that he had done. Hebrews 11 and uh, verse number 6. If you're there with me, would you say amen? The Bible says, but without faith, it is impossible. It is impossible to please him. Now, I want you to catch this. For he that cometh to God must, somebody say must, must believe that he is. You must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. That he is. And tonight, if we can, for just a few moments of time, there's nothing necessarily remarkable about this title, but I just want to preach on, will you still believe? Amen. If I can ask you that question tonight, we're going to dig into this a little bit. Will you still believe? Can we pray? Ask the Lord to help us. Father, I thank you this evening once again for your people. I'm thankful for your presence, for your word tonight, and I ask that you would help us. Lord, we lean upon you and we trust you tonight. I'm believing you to be my helper. Holy Ghost, anoint. Anoint my mind and lips. I pray anoint every heart and every ear. I ask, Lord, let us receive of your word. I pray that your spirit would touch, convict, and draw. Help us, Lord, as we would find ourselves uh, in these altars and being able to testify, knowing that you have made the difference tonight. 
And we're leaving here different than the way that we came. And we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You can be seated this, this evening. Will you still believe? I want you to understand uh, this evening that in, in, in the reading of the Word of God, throughout multiple places in God's Word, we come to find as to where faith is requirement. We find, and if I can use it this way, uh, when we're here just a moment ago talking about access, uh, you have to understand is that faith is, if I can use this uh, for lack of a better term, it is the currency of heaven. It is how it is uh, the exchange of what happens, amen, for the things of heaven uh, being brought alive, amen, here upon earth. And, and uh, the things uh, of heaven, his will being done, his kingdom coming, his uh, purposes and plans in our life. We come to find that the word of God reminds us on multiple occasions of the fact that faith, it is essential. It is necessary. It is a requirement. Amen. We come to find and know that our faith, it is under attack. Our faith in God. Our faith in His power, His plans, His purposes in, an, uh, in our lives. And His work being done in our lives. Uh, these things throughout the, uh, throughout the weeks and throughout the days, the years of your life. Uh, I will assure you that your faith is, has been, currently is, or will be under attack. There are things that you are pressing, believing, pursuing, and there is always a few elements that are up against you. What do I mean by that? There are the elements of, of our own humanity. There are things that we are believing God to do, that we are asking God for, that you are praying about, that you are wanting to to see happen. Amen. That may be right now seem absolutely impossible. That right now, that Brother Segura, some things seem so monumental. Some things seem so big. Some things seem like that, that to where you believe God has you to be and where you are right now, that there is such a divide, such a, uh, such a, uh, a, a, a place that seems like how in the world am I going to get from there from where I am amen can I tell you when you believe God when you are pursuing after him when you are wanting his will in your life when we are wanting his will collectively as a body in this church when we are pursuing and believing God for things in our families for the cause and the sake of ministry for the saving of souls for God to be at work and his power to be on display I can assure you that every one of us will come up against things that will blockade that want to paralyze our faith that want to hinder us and cripple us in a place as a matter of fact Christ himself had said that when I return upon the earth will I find faith will faith be found we find the word of God tells us brother Gary that in the last days it is the 
faith, the heart, the belief of many that is going to wax cold. It is going to be a place as to where it is a diminishing factor. It is something that we're finding as to where there are some folks, some situations, some perils, some trials, some persecution, some things that are going on that seem so great and some are struggling to believe God in the midst of the very thing that they are in. In the realm of impossibility, in the realm of obstacles, in the realm of opinions, in the realm of things, amen, that bombard us on a daily basis. We find here the writer of Hebrews, which is believed to be the Apostle Paul. He makes it abundantly clear, and he says, I want you to understand something. He said, I want the church, I want in this epistle, I want you to understand, we know that the Word of God. It's often been referred, if you read the entire 11th chapter, it has been referred to, uh, I've heard it called different names, it's been referred to as the hall of faith, amen. As you will read through there, you will find the names of the men and women in God, Brother Taylor, who would dare to believe God, their situations, Brother Thacker, their, uh, their burdens, their their trials, their persecutions. The Word of God just listed out and tells that by faith, this one did this. By faith, this one believed for this. By faith, all of these things here. And we look and find that those of us who will dare to believe God, we are in a great company. Amen. Of people. We are in a great company of those, Brother Marvin, who had been deemed by the world foolish, who had been deemed by the world too eccentric, who had been deemed by the world too extreme, who had been deemed by the world that they were weak-minded and they couldn't do anything on their own. I heard a man say one time that having faith in God was just a crutch for a weak-minded person. He said it's for somebody who's disconnected from the realities of this world. I'm going to tell you tonight I need faith faith to deal with the realities of this world. I need to hold in something and put my confidence in someone, Sister Kimberly, that is greater than I. There are folks, they'll believe until the day, until the cows come home. They'll believe in their politics. They'll believe in their president. They'll believe in their money. They'll believe in their business. They'll believe in their influence. They'll believe in popularity. They'll believe in power and prestige on this earth's basis. But I'm going to tell you at the end of the day, it'll always wind up empty. It'll always wind up disappointed. You'll always wind up searching for more. And that's why man is so miserable. But at the end of the day, even when I can't touch it, even when I can't see it, even when I can't necessarily with my senses experience it, I want to be counted a part of the number who will dare to believe God and all that he has said all that he has said I want to tell you tonight that when we talk about belief when we I ask the question tonight will you still believe I tonight believe that there are some things that the word of God as we look at this where we are challenged what does it mean to believe that this, does this mean just absolute ignorance? No. 
We are very much, I've yet to find a man or a woman of faith who have removed themselves from the reality of life. I've yet to find somebody. Now, every now and again, you might get somebody who's just a, a little strange. Amen. I, I we'll, just, we'll just put that out there. Amen. I understand there's sometimes there's some folks just a little bit, a little bit, I, I wonder, Brother Jerry. Amen. Uh, and uh, somebody once told me, when, as I was praying, especially, I, I, I'm, I'm always praying God's will, but I remember times early on in, in ministry, early on, Brother Coleman, as God had placed a call on my life as a young man and I wanted to be right, I, I, wanted to, I wanted to be right in the middle of God's will. I'd talk to my father-in-law, I'd say, how do I know that I'm in God's will? And I'd talk to people that I respected, that I knew had a, uh, just it seemed like they had a tremendous walk with God, a power of prayer. How do I know? Uh, how do I understand these things? And one gentleman told me, Brother Danny, he said, there is a fine line between faith and common sense. And I believe that. I believe that. And so I say tonight, I know there are some that just have no common sense. I know there are some that are, uh, that, that there's, a, a, there's something a little, bit, a, a little bit strange. Amen. And I'm just putting that as diplomatic and as nice as I can. But I will say this, is that those that believe God, those that are going to dare to trust Him, it does not mean that you are dis, uh, disattached or disassociated from pain. It doesn't mean that you don't understand the severity or the realities of these things. It doesn't mean that you are completely aloof as to the battle that rages around you. We all sense it. We all know it. We all are. It's around us. It encompasses us. But in this, I want you to know that one of the things that we look at that Paul says here, he says, without faith it is impossible to please him and he said for he that comes to God must believe that he is amen and so tonight I don't know about you but when I read the word of God there are times as to where I just there's things that will stand out in such a way sometimes brother Eddie it's in the moment sometimes it's because that day that moment that time that God needs me to see something and it is applicable to my situation Situation at that moment but as I was looking at this brother Shiloh I come to say I said when I, I've read this a hundred times I've seen this I've quoted it I've got bookmarks with this on it but when I saw again and it said those that come to God must believe that he is I want to park here for just a moment and preach if I can because I want you to know is that all of us in this building you you can tell me all the details about your current situation, about your current battle, about your current uh, tribulation or trial, about the thing your family's suffering with. You can tell me all about it. But tonight, can I tell you, is that when we look at these things, what did Paul say? He said, what shall we say to these things? I believe what Paul was saying, that he was going to say to these things was I have come to God and I believe that he 
is. What shall we say to these things? I want to tell you, is there strife? Is there trouble? Is there heartache? Is there lacking? Is Are you fighting hell? Brother Eli, may we square our shoulders and we quit talking all about the situation and living in the problem and start saying, God, I'm believing in who you are, what your word says, and who your character and your promises are in regards and in relation to who I am and where I am. Amen. There's a lot of times that we are coming to God and it is fine. We know that we can cast our cares upon him. We know that we can we can present our needs. We understand he knows all of our tears. He understands every place of our heart. He is very much uh, acutely aware in every single place. But God is looking for us, Brother Michael, to reach a point in a place where faith comes alive in our hearts. That when we are stepping into these situations, we're in the middle of them. When we are in a place where there might be some suffering, there might be some sadness, there might be some things that are going on that Sister Anna, we can't figure out or put our, or put our minds around what's going on. It's when the child of God is right in the middle of that and says I believe in who you are and I believe in what your word says and I believe in what your promises say and I believe I believe I believe I believe what are we saying when we make the statement that I believe what does the word of God mean when we say that we come to him we must believe that he is well I'm glad that you asked the Bible says this to accept as true or real. I first want to ask you this question tonight. Will you still believe despite what you think? Hear me. Will you still believe God despite what you think? Now this is an important question. Because I know that this pastor is not the only person in this building. That if you give your mind the right ingredients of trouble, testing, trial. And you get the ingredients of your thoughts going on. That you can begin to fabricate a story. In your mind. That you will begin to believe, not that God is, but you will begin to believe everything you think. And I want to tell you tonight, you've heard me say this before, been with you a long time now. Or it feels like a long time. Some of you say it feels like an eternity, Brother Jake, you have no idea. I've been with you a long time now. And I want to say this, is the fact you've heard me say this. But I want to tell somebody, you cannot believe everything you think. Be careful. Because in our humanity, we can come to a place that we think we are right. 
that we think we are justified in our actions, that we think that our words mean something, and the fact that we are justified by the statements that we have made. There are times that we believe wholeheartedly that the opinion we have formed of other people, that there is credence to it based upon certain information. I am telling you tonight that there are things that you are thinking, and I'm just going to say this, and I say it in love. I love you, and I preach it to myself as well. I want you to know that there are things that you are thinking, and it is contrary to the will of God for your life. Amen. I wasn't expecting a bunch of amens there, but I'm telling you the truth. What you are thinking what, let me say this, I can even add this in there. Because what happens is not only what you're thinking, but the enemy loves to monopolize on that and compound it. And he will get you to believing other things on top of what you thought. And before you know it, you've done thought yourself out of God working and ministering. You found yourself paralyzed by fear and anxiety. You have thought your way out of worship. You have thought your way out of service. You have thought your way out of God's will. Well, Brother Jacob, I, I, I take offense to that because what is going on is a real. I didn't say it wasn't real. I didn't say it wasn't a battle. I didn't say, but be careful what you're thinking. Be careful with believing everything going on in your head. The Word of God said this. If you want to be transformed, He said, Be ye transformed, Sister Laura, by the renewing of your mind that then you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. I'm going to tell you right now, we need the Holy Ghost to rest in our mind, arrest our hearts. Somebody in this house, your prayer ought to be, God, change the way I think. Oh, but we don't like to do that. We don't like to do that because you see, when you have thought something for so long and you are so convinced of something. Don't talk to me about getting past things and history and all those things. If you are still locked in in your mind and you still have people, places, and situations locked in a box. In the parameters of your mind. Because I'll tell you this, then people will never win with you. People will never be accepted by you. People will never, there will never be enough grace extended by you because of your thoughts about other people. Or thoughts about situations. Or thoughts about things that have you upset. Thoughts and things, I'm telling you, is that we look at this and, and you, you've got to understand is that in our minds, in our minds, it is the greatest battleground that there is. We accept it as true and real. I'll never forget, Carolyn and I were pastoring our first church and uh, I had a dream one night, Brother Tobin, I had a dream and it was not a Taco Bell dream, it was not a Pizza Hut dream. It was a dream that came from the Lord. And Sister Debbie, in that dream, I dreamed that Carolyn and I, we were in a house in the middle of a green field. I mean, it's green, something like a picture like you'd see from Ireland. I mean, it's just, just green and beautiful. And out in that field, there were sheep that were out there grazing in that field. And in our house, our house, it was completely glass. 
and uh, there was no wood, there was no drywall, there was nothing to to uh, bring any kind of protection. We were in a house full of glass. In the in my dream, even every piece of furniture was completely glass. And I remember I looked out of that glass house and out there in the distance, all of a sudden, the skies got blacker than I've ever seen. Thunder and lightning. And and all of a sudden, there came a tornado. And I saw that funnel cloud and it came down. And it was reaching down. And it it would come real close. It would come real close to the sheep. It would come real close to the field. And then it would come over and it would come near that house. And Brother Thacker, that that whole house would shake and the, the pressure inside there was such pressure it would it was hurting my head and, and, and I thought oh my goodness and about the time sister Amy that, that I was sure that that tornado was going to hit that house where we were at all of a sudden it'd lift up and go back into the clouds and then I looked sister Sheila and in the horizon came another tornado this happened in my dream there were seven tornadoes that came and made its way to the place that we were and in that every one of them had greater intensity than the first one every one of them I was sure brother Danny was going to kill us right where we are we couldn't go anywhere we couldn't do anything there was nowhere to hide anybody knows you grew up in school any chance I mean by by all means we used to think that we was going to survive a nuclear blast by hiding under a desk (laughs) ain't that the dumbest saying you ever heard that happened in America, Brother Matthew, just letting you know. They used, to have, they used to have a drill, and all the kids go sit under a desk. If you stay under your desk real quiet, you will survive. No, you won't. You're going to be toast. It's going to be ashes left. Amen. Some of you remember that. We wonder what's wrong with us right now. Amen. But all of that intensity was going on in Sister Bambi. Nowhere to hide. No desk to crawl under. It was just felt like we were just exposed. What were we going to do? And Sister Cindy in that dream, there was only one thing I could do. And that one thing that I could do is everyone that got closer. I just began to say, Jesus, I need you to rescue. Jesus, I need you to save. And Sister Brenda, I mean, it would get right upon us. And the more I called on the name of Jesus, it would go up into the clouds can I tell you that I say God gave me that dream because sister Amy the next seven months there were battle after battle that we encountered as pastors it was not from the people within the church it was not because of organizational things that there wasn't people contending with us but brother Corey it was a battle in our mind and in our emotions I can still take you to the shopping mall in St. Louis. You remember it, Sister Carolyn? We were sitting at St. Louis Mills Mall. We were sitting there parked by the food court area because who goes to the mall to shop? We'd go to the mall to eat. Amen. They had a wonderful food court. Had a wonderful Mexican restaurant there. I better stay on track before we lose a victory tonight. Amen. 
We were sitting in that parking lot and Sister Brenda tears running down both of our faces. It was hard to navigate how we were feeling. It was hard because there was all these things, tribulation and trial. And I was very convinced, Sister Kelly, of what I thought, what I thought the issues were, what I thought was going on. And it was hindering the way that we could minister. It was hindering God's will. I want to stop right here and tell somebody, every time the enemy is involved. He is wanting to hinder the will of God. Don't you think there's any other agenda? He wants to hinder it. Don't give him time. Don't give him attention. Do not give him say so in your life. Talked with a brother the other day and he used the term. He said that's hell. And something else came up and I talked about the will of God and I talked about what happens When we are not in the will of God. And I said, when we talk about division, and I said, division, I said, that's hell. That's the spirit of hell. And in this, in my dream, we had this dream, and Carol and I was sitting in that parking lot. We were sitting there crying, talking about these these mental and emotional battles. And something came up in me, Brother Tobin, and I said right then. I looked at her, and I said, we're not playing this game anymore. I said, today we're done. I said, I cannot function like this. I can't preach like this. I can't minister like this. I can't love those people well like this. I said, it stops today. And this is what we're going to do. I said, every time there is a distracting thought. Every time there is an overreaching thought in our minds. I said, we're going to ask ourselves this question. Is it true? And is it real? Somebody needs to hear that tonight. Is it true? And is it real? Because right now, tonight, I'm asking, will you still believe God that He is even over what you think? Because you're sitting somewhere thinking God's forgot and is not working on your behalf, but He can't get you out of your own head. He can't deliver you, let's just call it what it is, from your stinking thinking. He can't deliver you from you're so convinced of yourself. You're so convinced. And if it's not of yourself, you have been convinced by others. I'm going to tell you right now. That people will line up all day long, Eli. If I let it happen, if I put it out there, like some folks like to spread their business on social media. If I put it out there, I'd have a line from here to Vider of people who could tell, who thinks they could tell me God's will for my life. Everybody's got to say so. Everybody's got something they think. Everybody's got an opinion. If today I were to put a message out there and say, I need some help. I need some people to tell me how to pastor a church. Oh, baby. I would get all kinds of feedback. I would hear of all the trends. I'd hear of all things. Brother Michael, everybody and their brother. I mean, some folks ain't even been in the church. They want to tell you how to do it. Amen. Come on here. I, I, I would open myself up. And I want to say this. I, I just want to put this out. I'm filling my oats tonight. So you just, just, just hang on. Amen. I just want to say this, is be careful about the people that you're talking to and what you're talking about. 
well, Brother Jake, this is a church family. I mean, I'm just going to tell you right now. Because here's what happens. is sometimes the quote-unquote the prayer request. Sometimes the quote-unquote calling up somebody. Here's what's going on. We just want, we need to pray, whatever. Sometimes it's not about prayer at all. But it's just about transferring information. It's just about what's the latest thing coming down the wire. It's the latest thing in the Victory Temple Gazette. It's the latest thing what's happening in somebody's home and life. And there ain't no praying because you never pray. When you hang up the phone, all you do is talk to somebody else. Brother Jacob, is there a problem around here with gossip? I don't know. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm telling you what the Holy Ghost is telling me to say. It's that you'd better be careful because what will happen is people's opinions and people's thoughts. The enemy wants to stop the will of God we have got to believe that God is that he is able and be careful about what you think be careful about what you accept to be true be slow to hear slow to anger slow to careful what you're thinking. Be careful what you're thinking about your brother, your sister. Be careful what you're thinking about the, uh, the opinions of your current situation. I have talked with people who they go and they might get a medical report. Maybe the report, Brother Eli, isn't all that great. And we wonder sometimes why some folks don't say anything. I'll tell you why. Because when they tell somebody, yeah, I got this diagnosis, the first thing somebody says, I had an aunt who died from that. I'm not. Yeah, I know so and so. I mean, boy, they just dwindled down to nothing. Bag of bones. I mean, they just lost everything. They just, I mean, it was, took no time, but it's gone. And I'm thinking, what in the world? What kind of encouragement is that? Hear me, church. Not only what are we thinking, but what are we saying? Well, Brother Jake, are you just disassociated from reality? I, ha- I heard people, when ben- Benjamin Torbert got his diagnosis, I'm going to tell you, I don't know God's will for Benjamin. I don't know. He might live to be 88 years old. God is able. He can live with a brain tumor in his brain. For 88 years if he needed, well, he's 20-something, so for 60-something, he can live however long with the brain. There, it, there may never be the report that it was dried up and gone or fell out of his ear or anything else. But God is able, because God who he is, he can make a man live with the tumor and still get the glory because the doctors can say, I don't know how it happened. I don't know what's going on. There were people that when we talked about Brother Ben, they assured me in six months, he'd be gone they assured me six months he'd be gone I'm going to tell you right now I am going to choose to believe who God is and what he says he is and he's a healer well brother Jacob what are you going to do if God don't heal Benjamin I'm still going to serve God I'm still going to believe him. Sister Cindy, I'm still going to pray for the next person with cancer. Hear what I'm saying? 
Because whether you know it or not, the miracle's already been performed. He's well past six months. He's well past. And that's what the doctors told the Torbert family. Said, Brother Torbert asked him, he said, what kind of expectancy do we have? He said, it might be six months. Can I tell you, it wasn't easy for him. It's still not easy for him. But I'm glad that there was some mom and daddy that he has. Amen. Uh, are, are we all perfect people? No. Do we have it all together? Was there days they doubted? Yes, I'm sure. Days they cried? Absolutely. There were times I got text messages and phone calls. Because Sister Torbert, her mind was being tormented. But what do we do? Every time we go back to what God is, who he is, and be careful not to believe everything you think will you still believe him be careful this right here is amazing but it's also deadly it's deadly so before you act and before you respond and before sister glory you just believe everything hook line and sinker can I just tell you something I am astounded at what people in our churches today believe. Are you talking doctrinally? A little bit. But the biggest part of it, just what they, be, what they believe of conversation. It's deadly. Devil ain't got to hook you on drugs or get you in an immoral relationship or get you strung out on something. or get If he can just get you in a point where your thinking is all out of whack and you can't believe God properly. You know why? Because he also knows the word of God. He knows it. Don't you think that he don't, he's not aware? The word of God tells us, gives us credence to this point. Brother Tobin says even the demons believe and they tremble. They know when Christ confronted the de- demonic, what would they often say? Please don't torment us before our time. Very much aware. He knew the word enough that when Christ was in the wilderness to be tempted of the devil, what did he do, Sister Laura? He would throw scripture at Christ. But aren't you glad that Christ knew what to think and knew what to say? Because Christ countered with, it is written. You know what he was saying? This is what the Father has said. This is who the Father is. Will you believe That he is over what you think. Because to believe means you accept something to be true or real. Ask yourself those questions. Will you still believe in spite of, and this just piggybacks off this, in spite of your truth? Will you still believe in spite of your truth? Because right now there are some who say, okay, I understand in regards to what I think. But Brother Jacob, what do I do that it is a reality? It is truth in my life. That it's not just rogue thoughts. That it's not just emotion that's been out of shape because of what I've been thinking on. What do I do when it's reality? What do I do when I am right in the middle? When I, there's no denying. There's no separating from this. This is what it is. What do I do when my truth is that right now there's not an answer? What do I do when right now my truth is is that there's suffering going on? What do I do that right now that there are things that no matter how much I want peace, no matter how much I want restoration, things are tense at home. What do I do with these realities when it is your truth that you're living? 
what I want you to understand is this fact is that is that we don't deny the fact that these things are real, just as I've said a while ago. But you are going to be put in a position as to whether you're going to believe. When we say that we believe that God is, how many times have we looked at the word of God and found that the truth that somebody was in was challenged by the Almighty? The word of God says, let every man be a liar and let God be true. You see, there was a lot of truth when they came to Christ and they said, Lazarus is dead. It was true. They done had the graveside. When he shows up, they're down there weeping and crying. I mean, it's, it's over. Four days later, Mary and Martha remember the conversation. If you would have been here, he would not have died, but he's dead. And then when Christ asks to be shown where the body is, Sister Kara, they even go on and say, he already stinks. It's all, I mean, this is a done deal, Lord. And you know what he did? Sister, we, we look at this and, we, and we, come to this, we come to this place. I love what Jesus says in response to their truth. He speaks of who he is. Because when they said he's been dead, it's been four days. And they said, we know he will live again in the resurrection. They believed in the resurrection. They believed in that. And Christ stood there and he said, I am. You're not catching that. He said, I am the resurrection. In other words, you're not waiting for some someday I'm looking for a city. You're not looking for what a day that will be. But the day, the man, the person, the lamb who would be the light, the resurrection and the life. He stood there and he said, I know what your truth is. I know he's been dead. I know he stinks. But you show me where he's at because I am. I am the resurrection. I am the life. And he stood there and all of who he he was and a man that was dead. I like what one commentator said. He said Jesus had to call Lazarus's name exactly because if he just would have said come forth everybody in that cemetery would have jumped up out of the grave. But he said Lazarus your truth I know it's there. But what is your truth in comparison to who he is? He said, I am the resurrection. Jairus is on his way to his daughter's house. You know the story. Certain, it says, a certain man. A certain man came and met them and looks at Jairus and says, your daughter is dead. She even says, don't trouble the master anymore. Allie's your mama ever said, quit bothering me. She said, yes, we'll pray for mama. <laughs> Where say, quit by, <laughs> mama just leaned over and said, you're getting it after church. I'm going to tell you right now, you're getting it. Don't you embarrass me ever again. Don't you bother me. And that's, this is what certain told, told Jairus. He said, quit troubling the master. Quit talking to him about it. Aren't you embarrassed, Jairus, 
You brought him here and she is dead. Listen. You hear that? You hear that weeping and wailing going on at the house? She's dead. Jesus, the Bible says, continues to walk with him. What does Jesus tell Jairus? He looks at him and he says, only believe. Why? Because he knows who he is in comparison to your truth. He that comes to God must believe that he is. Brother Jake, we ain't got enough. Let me tell you something. There's things, there's things that God has put on my heart. If Jesus tears, there's things God has put on my heart that I believe that he would like to do through this church body. That if I were to tell you right now, you'd laugh me out of this building. You'd say, you are, oh, you would. <laughs> I appreciate the support, but I, you, I promise you would. You know why? Because here's the thing. The truth is somebody would say, well, we ain't got the people for that. Somebody else speak up and say, well, we ain't got the money for that. What do you think, Brother Jake? They plant a tree out. Did Brother Clinton and plant, plant a money tree out there we don't know about? What, what, how, how in the world is that going to happen? There are some things. There are some things that I couldn't even say right now because there would be such resistance. There would be such disbelief. Because... What currently is, is the truth. What currently is, Brother Aaron, the truth is, yeah, there's some things right now we don't have the money for. There's some things right now we don't have the people for. There's some things right now that all the right things are not there yet. That's the truth, Brother Heath. But it does not stop who God is. It does not. And there's times, Sister Bambi, there's times I'm in the sanctuary by myself and I'm just talking with the Lord. There's times I'm walking this property. There's times that I'm just praying and talking to God. And I say, God, I don't know how, but and I know the truth is that it doesn't seem like it's possible. I know the truth is there's folks that would laugh about it. I know the truth is some, some religious do-right would tell me there's no need for that. There's somebody say we can can't afford it. Somebody say well, you're just a dreamer, but I'm going to tell you there's times that I agree with every statement that I just said. Everything I just said are things that go in my mind and my heart and I know it's the truth. But then Sister Mary, there's times that God says, Jacob, you can reach out and get a hold of it. You can reach out and do it. Not because you believe in the people. Not because you believe in the money. Not because you believe in the stuff but because you believe in who I am and what I said I can do. So I'm going to tell you right now, we're a little too worried about our own reputation. We, we have too much pride. And there's some things that if I tried right now, I'd embarrass myself. It'd be a flop. But when we can say yes to what God wants to do, and who he is, in spite of the truth of the situation currently, he has proven over and again, Sister Gwen, in his word, that our human truth means nothing to the eternal king. He calls dead men to life. He opens blinded eyes. He delivers demoniacs. 
He sets captives free. He binds up the brokenhearted. He puts pieces together. There are some people so shattered and so broken, and we write them off. We say there ain't no hope or help for them. Brother Coleman, we see him every month, every day. There's all kinds of mess around us, all kinds of things. Be careful who you write off, who you think can't. Be careful about what you think the truth is. And may God give all we need. Can I just say this, and I'm going to close. Matter of fact, to prove it to you, Brother Danny, Sister Carolyn, would you come? Amen. Because some of you think that means nothing, Brother Jacob. And I, I agree, I understand that. But when I call them up there, you know I'm making transition, right? Amen. But here's, but here's what I want you to understand. Is that in this, there are some things right here tonight. Brother Michael, there's things for your family. Brother Eddie, there's things in your life. Sister Mildred, there's things for every one of us. I could call every name in this building and tell you that there's thoughts, there's truth, there's testings, there's things, Sister Kelly, we're trying to figure out. And all we need, all we need is a handful of folks who would say, I know all these things. I understand all these things but God if I'm coming to you I am tired of believing everything I think I'm tired of believing all of my truths and I'm going to believe in who you are and I'm going to stake my reputation I'm going to stake my hope I'm going to stake my trust in Jesus Christ and believe who he is and along the way Brother Segear going to be some folks laugh at us Let me, just, let me just put it out there. Let me just put it out there. There will be people that will talk about this church. And if it's any consolation, they already have. They will say things about your pastor. They will say things about you. They'll say things like, oh, you're down there. You're over there with that group. Man. Right? Oh, you guys are, oh, you're doing that. Oh, you're. You're believing to do that. Y'all are setting out to do that. Everybody's always got something to say. You know what I've come to find out? That the critics are always those who are doing nothing. The critics are those who are doing nothing. They're sitting on their blessed assurance. Come on. Ain't believing God for anything. Content with dysfunction. Content with the norm. Content with... All, all the things, they're just, they're just sitting there and they believe in everything they think. They're looking at everybody, judging everybody with their eyes, talking about them behind their back, doing all that. That's what, let me just, again, I told you I'm feeling it tonight. That's what weak-minded people do. That's what weak-minded people do. That's what the attitude of hell does. Hear me. Hear me. I'm telling you tonight. That until you come to God believing that He is, it takes belief in Him. It takes faith. And the Bible says, Sister Mary, without this, it is impossible to please God. I don't care how big a check you write. I don't care how many boards you serve on. I don't care how many titles you've got, how many degrees are after your name. None of those things matter. Sister Amy... At the end of it all, the only things that matter, did I believe God? Did I have faith? Did I believe Him? Will you still believe? We bow our heads all over this house. Father, I thank you tonight. Matter of fact, I'm going to ask you, church, would you just lift up those hands to heaven?
Come on, would just somebody be brave enough? Would somebody dare just to worship Him right now? Oh, Lord, tonight I'm going to start by thanking you for what you'll do. I'm going to start. I'm tired. I'm sick and tired of staying in a place where the enemy is winning. I'm sick and tired of being convinced in my own mind. I'm sick and tired of looking at my truth. Oh, I'm sick and tired of letting these things dictate to me how I'm going to worship, how I'm going to serve, how I'm going to give, how I'm going to live for God. Oh, tonight the question in the house is, will you believe? Will you believe God? Will you believe in what He said? Will you believe His Word? Will you put yourself out there? Will you be willing to be considered extreme? Will you be willing to be the laughing stock of many? Will you be willing to let others, even in your own family, have opinions of you? Will you be willing to be isolated and shut out, talked about? Will you be willing for some to laugh at you and roll their eyes? Oh, but may God raise up some folks right here in Victory Temple that'll say, yes, Lord, I will believe in who you are despite my thoughts, despite the truths, despite the trials and the temptations and tribulations. God, I believe that you are. I believe in your word. I believe in your promise. Oh, God. Oh, God. Tonight, church, I'm simply going to ask you this. I'm simply going to ask you this. Is there anybody here that's still going to believe? Is there anybody here that says, tonight, tonight I'm going to be asking myself, is it true and is it real? And if it doesn't pass the litmus test, I'm going to keep marching on. Is there anybody here that say, the truth that is before me right now, do I have to settle for that, God? Do, am I going to believe there's going to be naysayers, there's going to be folks along the way? But I'm going to ask, if that's you tonight, and you say, I will believe in who he is. I will, there's some of you tonight. There's things so big, some things nobody knows about, some things that people do know and they've given you their opinions. There are some things that's going on to where you've thought certain things about certain ones. And it could be church family. It could be your personal family. And you have got to get that under the blood. You have got to get past that. And you need to give it to Christ. Amen. Because if not, you will always be at a stalemate in the will of God. You'll always be at a stalemate in His plan and purpose. But I wonder tonight, anybody here says, yes, Lord, I believe. If that's you, I, I want some folks that will step out and make their way to this altar. If there's if there anybody in this house that'll say yes Lord I believe you yes Lord I believe you oh if that's the case come and find a place in this altar tonight would you come and talk to God would you come and give him your thoughts would you come and expose your truth would you come and share your heart would you come and say God I'm right in the middle my mind's been tormented my emotions have been all over the place there's things I haven't understood there's battles I'm fighting. There's tribulation. There's things that's going on in my mind. Lord, I need you. I need you. You're a God of miracles. You're the I am. The resurrection. You're the life. Your power. Oh, you're the promise. Oh, yes, I know. Oh, Oh, 
Shoko high. Oh, the devil is a liar. Oh, but tonight, I believe you, God, and who you are. 